Hey, as a quick disclaimer, we recorded this episode on a rooftop in downtown Syracuse. While the setting was great, the car noises were a little louder than we expected, and so there's a little bit of background noise that you're not used to in our normal episodes, but the episode was great and the guest was great, so hopefully you still enjoy it. So here you go. some fun you know it'll drown out my mumbling at, so it's at the, <laughs> i don't know sometimes the ambience is uh could be nice all right hey welcome to episode 112 of Snackdown. i'm justin and this is i'm walking here andy <laughs> andy and we have okay. a special guest don Waringa. don and so i work with don he's a a great photographer he's a senior photographer at the studio i work at and uh, if you can't tell by the cars we're on a, a rooftop in Syracuse, downtown Syracuse. Great view and on this podcast. And it's, and it's daggone beautiful. <laughs> and you all can't see the great view, but the sun is kind of setting. It's uh, a little after seven, and the wow. cars are going by. And just, just paint it. Just keep doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. Theater of the mind. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And you'll just have to suffer through car noises. No. It's just <laughs> part of it. Why suffer? You'll just have to enjoy car noises. There we go. Nice there we ambience. Go. There's, nice a lot ambience. Of ca- there's a lot of car people out there. There are. I just went to a. Oh, should we like quiz people? So I was just in the Adirondacks with my uh, family, and we were looking for things to do. And there was like one of those big classic car shows. In the Adirondacks? Yeah. That's a dicey thing because like people like need to make it out there and then get back. That's a long ways to see a car with their classic car. I don't know. I don't know. There were were a lot of classic cars. (laughs) Are you guys into cars? (laughs) Um. No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I used to have a '69 uh, Firebird. That was fun. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. I don't know anything about cars. I had a Ford Focus <laughs> that really ripped. <laughs> I've got a 99 Toyota Camry that's, uh, that's great. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Camry, this is a good story for you, Don. Oh, yeah? I can't, so Don lives in a really nice uh, place downtown Franklin Square in Syracuse, if you're familiar with it. Well, just give him the address, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's uh, visitor parking, and I have, like, not a great car. And so one day I pulled into the parking lot yeah that one's flagged instantly <laughs> yeah we were doing like a shoot down here and i pulled in and this guy's like no no turn around i'm like what and he, he's like roll on your window and i roll on my window he's like this is for visitors i'm like i am it's like my friend lives here he's like oh he does i'm like yeah <laughs> uh, they're, like, they're like doordash has to go on the curb he's like no you can't park here i'm like why not servants <laughs> around around the back yeah <laughs> uh so so we we brought Don on because Don is a great chef of many things, but he is really really good at baking desserts. I kind of took off. Um, I've always kind of cooked and baked over the years, but during COVID, as I think a lot of us experienced, we uh, had nothing to do. So what I did is I learned how to cook a lot of pastries. Yeah, a lot mm. of the more refined type desserts. Tonight, basically, I don't have a lot of the the fancy desserts, but I do have a lot of things that kind of are reminiscent and things that are nostalgic, like things that I had, you know, as a kid that, that I still make today and my favorite. So um, basically I made a few different things that will be my favorite desserts. Awesome. And there's a story behind most of them. So we're going to start with the snickerdoodle. Nice. So a snickerdoodle is this one here. You guys oh, yeah. Can, I yeah. don't want to touch you, so go ahead. Yeah, sure, sure. Snickerdoodle, I remember the first time I had it, I was probably, you know, seven or eight years old. I was in Iowa at a family reunion. And I remember I got these cookies, and it had, like, this strange flavor. There's mm. there's something in this cookie. It's like, what is this? Like, I never place it, and I never really thought much about it. 
until later on in life. And what that ingredient is, is cream of tartar. Hmm. There's cream of tartar. It's essentially a sugar cookie that's kind of um, rolled in cinnamon sugar, and it has cream of tartar in it. And I actually Googled cream of tartar because I didn't know what it was, and it's yeah. kind of interesting. It actually comes from, it's like the byproduct of making wine. It comes from grapes. Mm. Oh, really? And it's a white powder. So I don't know why it's not creamy or it's not tartar for, like, fish, but it's cream of tartar. <laughs> it's not creamy yeah. or tartary. But it's got a, a flavor that's interesting. That I don't is. know if you can taste it. Yeah. Cream of tartar. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's an acidic flavor. And I also used it in one other dessert tonight for making meringue. When you make meringue, you put cream of tartar in a meringue because it helps to stabilize the meringue. Helps it kind of get stiffer peaks and mm. helps with the color. So. Mm. so cream of tartar is something that you see for baking sometimes. And it's also, you, if you use it with vinegar or lemon juice, it's actually good for cleaning rust off of your tools and things like that. <laughs> that is, that's where I got right off of Wikipedia. So, that's where, is, now you said, so you don't okay. use it for rust cleaning? <laughs> I haven't, but... Mm. I just I, blanked out for a little bit. Did you just say you put CLR <laughs> in these cookies? <laughs> no, that's for <laughs> removing lime from your uh, tub, tub, I believe. Um, so when you, when you started kind of really diving into pastries and baked goods during the pandemic... Did you have any problems with sourcing? Like, if you were like, oh, man, I want to make this, and then you were like, well, this is kind of, I'm not going to go to the grocery store for, for whatever. Or no, That's a good question. Not not really. Like, I flours. Mean, the one thing oh, that yeah, I did have flour. a problem with was when I started making bread. So you need bread flour, mm-hmm. which wasn't hard to come by, but the the thing that disappeared was yeast. You couldn't find yeast. Yep, I remember yeast that. Yeast sold out. I couldn't find it on Amazon anywhere. No. So basically, I had to stop making bread because there's no yeast out there. Hmm. And without yeast, you can't make bread unless you have a sourdough starter you make yourself, which... You could have like gone into like into production and had like a black market. Like you got like, like that one. <laughs> yeah, you had that like one packet of yeast. I could be the yeast king of Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the yeast czar or something. I don't know. Yeah, like redefine Salt City to like Yeast City. Yeah, yeah. Could be oh like, yeah, yeah. Could be yeast rich. and salt. <laughs> that was delicious. So, but Don was good at cooking desserts right. before the pandemic because when I started working with Don, I probably started in like a September October. And we had our Christmas party, and the first year I was working with Don, they had like a dessert bake-off kind of thing. And so that was like the first time I had anything that Don had made, and it was mm. like, that was really, really good. I forget what you made for that. Oh, something that's on the plate. So. <laughs> yeah, I made that again. Not because of that, because of, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but yeah, he You're made like, something it's a dang that was, winner. it was so it's good. A winner. And I, he didn't win. What? But the reason he didn't win Who was... Who won? We should have had that person the, on the podcast. <laughs> the reason he didn't win was because he didn't have He's enough. He's a truck driver now. <laughs> no, okay. Not enough people ate it because it ran out so quick. I didn't have enough it was so good. Oh, so I lost yeah. because, yeah. Because he made such a high-end <laughs> dessert that he didn't make a ton of it. I mm. got to vote for every piece I think that was there. So. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I just wasn't enough. So, <laughs> that was really good. So, that's, that's basically... That was fantastic, a, yeah. As desserts go, cookies, you know, they're as easy as can be. Well, My, that... I love the the moisture of that cookie. I'm mm-hmm. not a dry, crumbly cookie person. Uh, the ones that break apart, I hate that. Unless yeah. you have milk, that's yeah. a worthless. Unless you have something to dunk it in, and that that yeah. snickerdoodle is like really like I don't want to say gummy, but it has like an mm-hmm. interesting. That's, yeah, texture. it has a kind of chewy center, but it's yeah. crunchy on the edges. Really yummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, the next the next cookie is probably my current favorite cookie. It's white chocolate macadamia. Oh nut. man! Ooh. And yeah. I remember pass it around. The or? nostalgic thing about this cookie is. Is macadamia nuts because when I was younger, you didn't really see them. You didn't see them very much because they weren't that prevalent. They're very expensive. And my my mom and my sister went to uh, went to Hawaii and they brought some macadamia nuts back. So that was the first time I ever tried a macadamia nut. 
and ever since I've loved them and I've you know tried to get them whenever I can put them yeah. in things I mean there's a limit as to what you can use macadamia nut for but interesting as a cookie this is a pretty damn good cookie with uh, it is a damn white good chocolate cookie. and I love white chocolate way more than I do any kind of dark chocolate or milk chocolate really yeah by so, far so and I don't know I mean like I, I toured like a we went to like a chocolate and coffee farm in Costa Rica and they were kind of like telling us about wow. the process and that'd be cool is that is white chocolate cocoa butter but it's not like the actual I'm not sure cacao. white chocolate actually comes from cocoa I should have researched that but I actually don't know yeah, I mean how I mean we could go down the <laughs> rabbit hole you know I mean but I don't but, think uh, it's actually chocolate which is which is a shame are you looking it up yeah with your new phone beep, the, boop, boop, macadamia boop, nuts boop. are nuts so that much I know mm-hmm my gosh it's very good so these were always, I always got the Pepperidge Farm. The Pepperidge Farm makes these, but they're a little bit crunchy. Yeah. Like, this recipe is really good because it's a little bit moister. So white chocolate is chocolate confection made from cocoa butter, sugar, milk solids, and sometimes vanilla. White chocolate... Milk solids? Oh, because, mm-hmm. okay. Right. White chocolate does not contain cocoa solids, which are found in the other types of chocolate. What's a milk solid? Like a chunky milk? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Frozen milk, maybe? <laughs> like when milk gets old and clunk, clumpy? Yeah. They're like, I guess we're just butter making milk. white chocolate yeah. with that. Actually, the banana, speaking of buttermilk, the banana <laughs> cake actually has buttermilk in it. Oh, really? Which is one mm. of the reasons it's very moist. Mm. But we're not going to go there yet, because the next one is a, uh, it's a dessert called the Bakewell Tart, and it's actually a British classic dessert. It's basically, you can call it a jam tart, but the reason I like oh, this man. one and what it reminds me of is... Those cookies you got usually are only around Christmas time. Those little thumb drop cookies, yeah, where there's like a little jam in the middle, yeah, and they're baked and they got the yummy little jam. This is this is very similar to that in flavor, and this is a raspberry bakewell tart. Wow. So help yourself with that one, yeah, Yum. yeah. So I think white like chocolate, a... going back to the last cookie, is like the least eaten chocolate by me. I like never have white chocolate. What you... I love, like when I was a kid for Easter, I didn't want a chocolate yeah. bunny rabbit. I wanted a white chocolate bunny rabbit. So this looks like a piece of pie, but is this considered a cookie? A tart. What makes it a tart is partially the crust, but also the tart shell. The tart so the, shell. The shell has like kind of like that fluted edge, and they typically have a way to remove, like they have a removable bottom, so you can pop them out without destroying your crust. Ah. A pie, a pie has a different type of crust. This is a crust called the short crust, hmm. and it's a less worked crust, meaning it's very crumbly. At least it should be. And I must confess that I actually screwed this crust up. But you all know the difference. I hadn't told you. Normally, this crust is, like, super flaky, mm-hmm. but I had measured all the ingredients, and I actually put the sugar into the crust, which you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> you put you put some convection sugar, not, not granulated sugar. So this has three-quarters of a cup extra sugar in this crust. Oh, Normally, yeah, this take. would be, like, <laughs> you know how, like, a lot of French pastries, they just kind of crumble apart? Yeah, yeah. That's what it, this is what this crust should be, mm. even though it probably tastes good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah You're like, I, I really messed this up. I added a lot of sugar, and I'm like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... More One sugars. thing with the next dessert about mm. what I what I always perceived as a good dessert as being sweet, almost like sickening sweet. Once you get once you eat desserts that aren't insanely sweet, like this next dessert, the banana cake, the one you, that you thought was so good. In my opinion, it's it's a little too sweet. I mean, it's like a crazy sweet dessert, mm-hmm. even though it tastes amazing. Yeah, this is really good. It's got the whole fresh raspberry on there. Mm-hmm. So what's nice is like in baking, you tend to always want to balance your sweet and your tart. So a lot of times with desserts, when you see them. They'll put lemon peel in with, or like raspberry is a good dessert fruit because it is tart. Yeah. So without that tartness, so it's already it doesn't balanced. play off the sweetness and it doesn't balance. And, mm-hmm. You know, cooking is the same way when you cook. I think with desserts, I'm, I really like tart more than like really sweet. 
just because I don't yeah. know. I like I like fruit that gives off a little bit of tartness mm-hmm. instead of just a whole so mouthful like sugar. A lot of passion fruits that way because passion fruits tart or lemon. I use a lot of lemon and lemon peel and things because it gives a, a tartness that it needs. But it basically has a filling. The filling's like um, it's called the frangipan filling. It's basically an almond, per- predominantly almond flour, and there's almond extract. So it's it's got a good, really good almond flavor that pairs good with the raspberry. So that almond flour is in with the raspberry. That's the almond flour is the um, is the top. The top. The top. Basically, okay. the filling. Yeah. Because you have a layer of tart shell. I was going to say, yeah. A layer of jam and then yep. a layer of yep. the uh, frangipan. Uh, mm. And then you put the sliced almonds on the top. So do you like getting fresh fruits? Like, is that, like, do you like picking, like, you know, going and doing that sort of thing or, you know, seasonal? Sometimes I have made my own jam before for these, but. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, recently I've been buying from a company out of Maine called Stonewall Kitchens. And I, I like, whenever I get raspberries now, even for smoothies, I try to try to get the seeds out because the seeds bug me. Mm-hmm. I mean, blackberries are even worse because the seeds are bigger, but yeah, I like seedless mm-hmm. berries. We actually, they actually sell Stonewall stuff at Wegmans now. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I just got that's the blueberry jam stuff we had last yeah, week. Yeah, they're really good. Mm. But for the blueberry is, smash, mm-hmm. this is our yeah. um, Stonewall raspberry jam. Mm. So that crust should have been lighter. Should have kind of crumbled apart on the plate. It held together because of the sugar, extra sugar, kind of binded it, but it didn't hurt. I don't. The I don't mind so it. Much. It kind of had like a caramelized sort yeah. of feel because it was the granulated. Yeah, it's sugar. not bad. Yeah. But mm. I wanted to, you know, in all honesty, I wanted to tell you I screwed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think every week something goes wrong on SmackDown. I totally screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> but then it kind of, it's kind of the SmackDown spin, though. Yeah. yeah. We kind right. of it's a happy met, mistake. <laughs> every week we're like, well, we kind of accidentally did this. Bob Ross. Like it's like a small mistake usually. Yeah. Like last week we made a cocktail and. Did we mess up last week? We did the ginger ale instead of ginger beer because eh, I forgot to buy it. You know. <laughs> no, we did ginger beer instead of ginger ale. Oh it, yeah, yeah. It was way more intense. I think that's a better mistake to make, though. You know what? Yeah. I think you know because I think was, ginger beer. You get more I love ginger. ginger beer. You know if I think you was, want something that requires ginger beer, and you yeah. use ginger ale, you're going to get a lot less ginger flavor. I think what was more misplaced was the clams casino you had <laughs> with just everything else that we had in the episode. Yeah, we had a whole blueberry episode <laughs> last week, but I forgot blueberry clams casino. I forgot my to eat dinner, and it was late. Oh, geez. and so I ate dinner on the podcast also, and it was. I ate Clams Casino. <laughs> really? Where do you get those from? <laughs> Wegmans. Oh, Wegmans. Okay. Wow, they have everything. They sure uh, do. They it was sure good. And he didn't want to try it for some reason. No, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. I'm very peculiar or particular about um, seafood, right? Don likes seafood. I love seafood. I, I love seafood, but if you're just like, hey, dude, I got these Clams Casino, and they're, I don't know how many, what couple I don't days like is- old. You, I kind of was like, "Hey, how old are they?" I'm like, you yeah, didn't the, have like a, a really concrete. It's the raw. It's the raw part that gets me. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. do sushi that much, and yeah. oysters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, thanks. <laughs> but you got you like. Um, I know you like scallops. I love scallops. I don't think I've ever had like really good scallops. I've also had Wegman's scallops. I'll have to make you some. <laughs> I do a really awesome pan-seared scallop. <laughs> this so is, yeah. So what do we have next? This is like this the uh, is, should have been the award winner. Right? Yeah, this was yeah the the runner-up, the contender. <laughs> <laughs> it would have won if there was more. It's really good. I'm just gonna it take a little really slice because that's all I want. But this is an example of a really sickening sweet dessert. <laughs> <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> and bananas, like my my nostalgic twist with bananas. My mom always made um, banana cream pie, so I was always like growing up banana cream pie all the time. Mm. Loved it. And this is kind of similar to a banana cream pie. And it's got a it's got a cream cheese frosting on it. Yeah. Taking this whole thing. I mean, nobody else wants it. So if you're hungry, oh gosh, 
And these actually used baby bananas. Remember those little small bananas I had at work? Yeah. And they're like these bananas like the size of your thumb. Hmm. And they taste so good. They're, they're real yellow looking compared oh, yeah. to a normal banana. But they, I swear they have a better flavor. Oh, yeah. But they're, um, they're called baby bananas if you want to try them. Holy cow. Mm. So what's in this? So it's bananas. It's basically a, a, <laughs> it's a basic cake mix. So it's got really? flour, yeah. sugar, all the good stuff, and then a lot of banana in it. And the, trick, the thing that makes this cake so moist is you cook it, and it's different than any cake I've ever made, but you cook it at 275 degrees rather than 350, which is the typical. Hmm. So Slow you're cooking at way lower temperature, and you cook it a lot longer. It took probably takes probably an hour and 15 to an hour and a half to cook it. And you got to keep testing the center because as soon as it's done, you pull it out and you put it in the freezer so you stop the cooking. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps it crazy moist. It's like the, probably the moistest cake I've it ever really had. It really is. It is crazy. It is amazing. Yeah. And then there's like, so what is in here? Because it looks like there's little <laughs> black flecks. I don't know if that's like... Normally it's I, put, I usually put some uh, chopped nuts in like... Oh, okay. I think that's actually the, the baby bananas. Oh, real? Because they're pretty ripe, so they had a little bit of that brown going on, mm-hmm. which I've been told that... The riper the banana, the, the more cancer benefits it has. <laughs> That's what we've heard. <laughs> yeah. So now that my bananas are getting old, I still eat them because it might keep me from getting cancer. And no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the sugar probably counters any yeah. benefit to that. Probably. Save the cancer, get the diabetes. It's so, good. Yeah. It's very good. Bananas. I love bananas. This is fantastic. Mm. I mean. As you can tell by my. And this is a, yeah. this is a cream oh, cheese yeah. frosting. Bananas. Your bananas about them. Yeah, no, that's okay. a, a basic cream cheese frosting. I love cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally I put, I do um, chopped nuts on the top, like um, yeah. walnuts or whatever, but I didn't do it just because some people don't care for them. Or sometimes you put it in the cake. I just kept it plain. This is fantastic. A lot of times what I do with this dessert, because it is tart, and like I said, you want to balance the tart and the sweet, kind of reduce, like a, and I ha- actually had some downstairs I forgot to bring up, but as a raspberry, you kind of cook them down, and then I get the seeds out. So it's like a little gel. And if you put a little bit of raspberry over that, it kind of kind of cuts Just some of that down sweet. A bit. Yeah. So I've started doing that with these sweet desserts. Not that I make them that often, but <laughs> this is a tip. If you um, if you don't like a real sweet dessert, just add a little bit of lemon zest or raspberry or something. And it cuts that is it. so sweet. It is. Does, <laughs> no, with the, the piece you had, yeah. <laughs> would the bitterness of the walnut would that that probably would help too? Maybe that that's too. why they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah that's. That's on my like to-do list to make that. I mean, that sounds so. You're all like bananas. I've heard people don't like bananas, which sounds strange to me. But yeah, well, they're like, not allowed not on the like podcast. About a banana? Yeah, yeah. But we don't typically have non-banana eaters on the podcast, right? Yeah, I mean that's good. That's a good policy. Yeah. So yeah. I just had a. What's up, Justin? I just had a smoothie <laughs> here, which I'm really into now. Oh yeah. And so I had a pineapple, <laughs> banana, strawberry, marshmallow beer, and it tasted like. Uh, banana straw, strawberry banana smoothie right out of the blender. That's what it tasted like. It was thick and it was. Uh, mm. I love banana in like a smoothie context. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you can call that beer though. I mean, they're, they're taking the like limits beer of beer. All. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like the um, like the puritanical like German beer laws. And these like, beers, yeah, they, they have those. a lot of fruit in them. Mm-hmm. And it says on the side of the can like contains lots of fruit. Keep refrigerated. So these are not like on the shelf. I think they should reclassify that as a sangria. That sounds like a sangria to me. <laughs> so good. A tropical sangria. Mm. So that's really good. Oh my gosh. We need to have a break for a little um, sugar coma here. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin and I are going to go take a nap on the lawn furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to go watch the cars. <laughs> yeah. Slowly nod off. We've looked out there. Haven't many Harleys go by. Yeah. Once the motorcycles go by, it's really loud. Yeah. But yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> 
And Don's got two more desserts that we're going to try, and then, you know. And they're frozen, so they couldn't be sitting out here in the 80-degree weather. Yeah. Mm. Should we do them one by one? I'll bring them both up. Okay. Yeah, because the, uh, the one will hold. Okay. All yes. right, so we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Very good. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you haven't yet checked out our partners at Eat Local New York, head over to their website at eatlocalnystate.com. They've got a lot of content, including podcasts, a YouTube channel, and if you're in New York or planning a trip to New York, they have a way of saving a little money when you're eating out. As a way to celebrate this, we're going to do a live hangout event, meet and greet type of thing. We're going to be at Buried Acorn on August 14th from 4 to 7. Andy and I will be there, and Anthony will be there, and there's going to be a food truck there, Petite Nosh, serving breakfast items and other such things, so it's going to be an afternoon brunch. And we just want to hang out with you, meet you. And if you want to be on the podcast, we might interview a couple of you if you have some things to say. And yeah, so come down at Buried Acorn on August 14th from 4 to 7. Grab a drink, have some fun, meet us, hang out with us. See you there. And we're ready, ready for, for more dessert. dessert. <laughs> well, luckily, it just, it just hits here. different when we're at someone else's house, you know? <laughs> it's being weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't mind. <laughs> it's good. And oh, he yeah. likes to be weird in the comfort of my own hot Camp- apartment. And camper. Oh, and the camper, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got three things in front of us, and all of them are time sensitive because of ice cream. <laughs> so Justin said his watch. Let's, gonna, uh, I would yeah. start with the ice cream. Let's go with this ice right, cream. Because the, ice cream. The, um, the baked Alaska has a, a coat around it. The oh, so yeah. we actually it's had. Coat. Uh, you said coat, right? Coat. We uh, actually insulin. had insulin. Don's ice cream on the podcast once. Oh, yeah, and we said have. it was the best ice cream you ever had. Yeah. I think so, I did, so this is your ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yep. gosh. All right. Yeah, I got, a, I got a really good recipe if you have a ice cream maker. It's a simple recipe. It makes the best ice cream. Super easy. It's like one and three-quarter cup of heavy cream, oh, one and a quarter cup of whole milk, three-quarter cup of sugar, and then there's vanilla and there's a little bit of salt, and that's it. You put it in the churn. You churn it forever. Um, and I use the good vanilla, so it has a nice vanilla flavor. And then from there, you can put anything you want into it. You can put chocolate. This one here. Yeah, what, did, what is this? What I is this did, ice cream? Uh, and, okay, back to the nostalgic part of this. <laughs> orange creamsicles. Like, mm. as a kid, that was, like, my go-to thing. Like, I loved orange creamsicles. And this basically is a liquor. It's a Last Shot is a um, distillery out in Skinny Alice, and they have some liqueurs. This is a orange creamsicle lightning liqueur. So it's, like, a cream-based liqueur that's basically vodka. With, it tastes like a creamsicle with vodka. It's the best thing ever. Your kids would love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? <laughs> we should Put it in that lunch part boxes. Again. <laughs> I would say that part again, maybe. Orange creamsicle liqueur from a company in Skinny Alice called uh, Last Shot. Is, Yum. Is there toffee in here? So what's? I actually put some uh, Stroop waffles in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's normally. And again, like I was right saying about alley. balance between like tart and sweet. Yeah. This is a balance of texture. So you balance with texture as well. So. If you have a food that's really soft, you know, you need a little bit of crunch. Like, if you have a salad without croutons, you don't get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's usually when I make Andy, ice cream, I put nuts in it or I put toasted coconut. This, I put waffles in. We did waffle in an old episode, and ever since then, Andy's been, like, uh, yeah. in, like, waffle therapy. I'm strooping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm strooping day and night. You're the best, yeah. Uh, like, like, he's, you know, he goes to the bathroom and, like, heats it up on a spoon with a plate. You know, uh, <laughs> like, he's got a problem, waffle. I don't have a problem. You have a problem <laughs> in terms of acceptance. So this is, like, alcohol. <laughs> Alcoholic ice cream, kind of, right? It's ha- it's and it doesn't like when you cook with alcohol, it cooks out. This is like, hmm. it's all in there. There's, mm. yeah. And I think I put about oh, so good. How much did I put? I put quite a bit in. So I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> probably notice it unless you're yeah. really lightweight. But yeah, 
This is pretty good. Yeah. I think you'd get more full of the sugar before you hit the alcohol. Yeah, there. you would. And we Normally when I have ice cream, it's one scoop, so I don't have large quantities, especially when you make it yourself. It's like a Haagen-Dazs great ice cream, so it's it's a high butter fat, which is why it tastes so good, but you don't want to have more than one scoop of it unless mm. you want to be a really, really big guy. Yeah, I had more scoops of yours before. You said Stroops? <laughs> What's funny is I make it I make it for a friend of mine's daughter, and she like works out all the time, so she's in awesome shape, but she'll eat an entire tub and I was like I was like holy crap do you know how much fat is in that <laughs> it's like She'll burn one right and three off, quarter though. cups of heavy cream and that, she doesn't cook or bake so she doesn't know what that means but uh, that means that means heart attack I mean that's like Alfredo times 20 <laughs> yeah you just without her knowing you ruined her entire week of exercise yeah she's she works on nonstop, so she's she's, she's got, like working out I've heard balance. that though like with runners and stuff you know like you can eat whatever you want because you yeah. burn so many calories but she's got a baby so I think breastfeeding you need a lot of fat to yeah. produce yep. milk so I think That's I talked true. about this in the podcast a long time ago but there was a runner that like ran across the US and he would order he would order pizza while he was running <laughs> and they they would deliver it and he would roll it up like a big burrito like what? the whole pizza no way and like eat it yeah. Wouldn't you get cramps? And like, when you swim <laughs> yes. and you eat, you get cramps. But he's like, when you're and... running like all day, oh, you can pretty much eat anything because you're just burning so many calories. Would he scream at people if they cut the pizza? He's like, like hey, you no! Like, through, like, through the, he's <laughs> using the pizza as like a, a Yeah, because yeah, like, if they like cut it and he like burritoed it, like it would just <laughs> yeah. fall apart when he was <laughs> yeah. running, right? Yeah. Here's a question. So he rolled it up like a burrito. Why didn't he just order a burrito? How can you imagine running with a burrito, though? Uh, like find burrito pizza. sits heavier in your stomach than pizza, I think. I'd probably want to do like, like kind of like a Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, because like Domino's delivers, but does Taco Bell deliver? No. Yeah, Taco exactly. Bell doesn't deliver. Yeah, but I could do a Crunchwrap Supreme and run. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I couldn't. You couldn't? Okay. No. So we have a shot here. What is this? Is this this the- is the actual shot that's in the ice cream, so I wanted you to oh, taste wow. it. Yeah. So because mm. ice cream is gonna gonna be mixed in where this is straight up. This it smells a little bit like an Irish cream. But it's the uh, orange creamsicle lightning liqueur from last shot. So. Is, is this um, mm. is it shelf stable or do you have to keep it cold? You or? keep it in the fridge. And, yeah. um, I've made ice cream with, there's another one I bought that was, I think a tiramisu oh, something awesome. or other, a chocolatey version. Yeah. That was good too, an ice hmm. cream. Definitely has like a bourbon kind of aftertaste. Is this a younger distillery? or Honestly, I don't know. Um, a buddy of mine lives over in that area. So we went over there, and it's got a nice little uh, outside seating area and yeah. an inside space. with They have beer and they have a distillery. Huh. That's and awesome. they have a little room that they have social events or wine tasting or whatever. But it's very good. They make some Yum. pretty good stuff. Yeah. All right. Before it melts. <laughs> well, because it's daytime, you didn't get the flambe effect. But yeah, so we flambe. In a restaurant, when it's darker, you can actually see the alcohol burn off. But. We had something. I had. A, I came over for dinner once, and you lit something, and it got the table on fire almost. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Uh-huh. It wasn't this, though. It was well, something else. It was something else, but I don't remember. I mean, you can flambe anything. You can put a hot dog and flambe that, too, if you want. So what that. did you... So to flambe it, <laughs> you got to light it on fire. So does it have to be, what, 100? In order to oh, flambe, you, have, you yeah. really should have... you got to have a at least 80 proof. Yeah. And I, I was naive enough to think, oh, I'm going to go to the store and get some Bacardi 151. Yeah. They don't make Bacardi 151 anymore. Yeah. So I had a really hard time finding anything over 100. Well, yeah. nowhere near... This is 151. It's a cruising rum. Yeah. Um, I have 150 I like rum. rum now. 151 rum. Because we want to do, like, flaming shots. Yeah. But I've never opened it. It just sits on my... Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to drink it, but it's great if you uh, want to catch it on fire. Yeah, I think Bacardi stopped selling it because I think they had a lot of lawsuits, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did they? Because if you're not sure, I mean, if you're kind of dumb and you don't know what 
proof it <laughs> proof is or 151 and you drink it like rum yeah you got you're a real a problem kid and you think it's cool yeah i remember that's the last time i had it was in college yeah it had a pink label it's like oh this is cool man and then you wake up the next morning and think this isn't cool i'm yeah. never getting that again because like <laughs> in recipes i only ever see it as like being a topper to light on fire yeah, it's got a great flavor. I mean, but on the on the bottle that I have, it's talking about like flavor and all that. I'm like, who's drinking eighty percent alcohol? Like, liquor? This tastes like nail polish remover. <laughs> yeah. Who's dialing it's it in on sipping. the nail polish? <laughs> this one tastes pretty and good. And cleaning blood off the floor. <laughs> we'll give you a headache, but in small doses, it's pretty good. So, so yeah. So, so what is about this. what is under this? What so is basically, this? A, a baked Alaska. And the reason I made this was because when I was Younger, I was on a cruise with my family, and, and um, on cruises, they tend to do some pretty fancy foods, and um, one meal, they, they brought out this dessert, and it was on fire. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? And it was called the Baked Alaska, and that's the first time I'd ever seen it. I didn't know that they made desserts like that, you know. It's like, how can they, it's made out of ice cream. How can it be on fire? Mm. And the reason you can have it on fire is because the ice cream's actually under a meringue, and a meringue is basically whipped egg whites with sugar. So it's basically acting as an insulator to the ice cream. And um, Justin's looking at me. <laughs> Why are you looking at me, Justin? It's like a nice little coat on your ice cream, keeping it. I've got I've got a pretty fun egg intolerance. Oh. Um, but you know what? <laughs> There's what, no yolks if that helps. What the heck? It doesn't. But <laughs> but you <laughs> just dig it off. No, it's no. This is worth it. It's worth it. The meringue is basically like a, you ever had. Um, what's that? Uh, Cool Whip? Fluff. You ever had oh, fluff? yeah. Marshmallow it's, fluff. This tastes just like a marshmallow, like a yeah, fluff. Yeah, absolutely. But normally a, a traditional baked Alaska, you'll have a sponge a sponge cake base, which is kind of a dense base, so it kind of holds the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then you... Um, I used a brownie, and I made smaller... Normally this is a very large piece you serve as this, and then you cut it into pieces. This very much so has a taffy sort of flavor. I don't know. What I did with the brownie, any... I made... Um, I oh, just, yeah. I okay. actually just made a... Um, a boxed mix, the Ghirardelli dark mm-hmm. chocolate, mm-hmm. but I substituted the water for a, um, a cherry liqueur, a kirsch, which is um, a cherry liqueur. So I didn't put the water in, like three quarters of a cup, I put a liqueur in instead. So if you if you kind of taste the chocolate, it has a bit of a sweet cherry flavor. That's from the, the booze. We're all it's on board subtle. with replacing water and with booze. And then the mint chocolate chip is something <laughs> I got at Wegmans. So I didn't have time mm. to make. Yeah. Yum. But the meringue is very marshmallowy. Mm-hmm. So when I do marshmallows over the fire, I always like I get them like toasty, but then I like to do like a final burn. So that's like I like flambe. Like yours is like yours, you got the really burnt one, but typically what you do with, with a baked Alaska is you you put the meringue on last, and then you put it in an oven like an oven at like 425. So you put it in a really hot oven for a short period of time, and the reason that it it doesn't affect the ice cream is because the meringue is on the outside, so you're only cooking that outside meringue, and that's how you get a dark meringue. What I what I did is use a torch just because it's easier. And this meringue is a Swiss meringue, which there's several different kinds of meringues: Italian meringue, Swiss meringue, and some other meringue. I don't know, but but this one you actually you actually heat up the meringue over um, a boiling like a double uh, a double boiler in water. So basically, the idea is you're st- homogenizing, you're killing the bacteria in egg whites. Where a traditional one, you, you make it and you put it in the oven, but the problem with that is like if it seems like the meringue touching the ice cream, it wouldn't get hot enough to you know to kill everything to kill everything. Yeah, I don't know. the Swiss meringue you actually heat up to 175, so you're you're getting up to temp, so it kills any pathogens, and then you and then you whip it. But it's real creamy and marshmallowy. Woo. 
So I know if, that is, that's super sweet. There's a bird attacking That is us. sweet. There's a bird sitting right next, like, near a fake bird. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, there's, like, the, those, like, fake owls that, like, scare the away birds. Scare yeah. It's, away. like, five feet away from the is, fake owl. Is the bird, like, kind of professing that it's not scared of the other fake bird or yeah, It's almost in it. the same position as that bird. Oh, okay. It's totally taunting that owl. It's a crow. Crows, crows are really smart, actually. They are very smart. I guess crows can count. Really? Yeah. Out loud or? <laughs> no. But I guess, I, I, I don't know. There was like a lot of like, they were testing how smart crows were. And they're, I think they're one of the smartest birds. Yeah. Which, I mean, you don't think of crows as being. How do you see if a, co- a crow can count? I don't know. What's the test for Isn't that? Isn't that a band? <laughs> Counting crows? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> so, so, scientists were like, well, of course they can count. There's a band. The band. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So that was made, in the abstract. They made, the, uh, Counting Crows excited. made, I think, one of the best albums. That August and Everything After. Dude. Incredible. I saw them in concert in oh, Columbus, really? Ohio. Yeah. They were good. Everything After, August and Everything After is meh. <laughs> but that album is so good. Yeah. So it was kind of more of an August album, right? Yeah. It was really uh, good, though. Every song in that CD is good. Don, in the future, would you like Farm Fresh Eggs? Oh, yeah. Because Kalen, my wife, bought 19 chickens, and uh, I don't really do eggs typically. Oh, yeah. And so we're going to have a lot of eggs. Hell yeah. All right, cool. I buy usually at least a dozen a week. So, you know, if once, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I think the COVID thing's not necessarily going to go away for a little bit. So once you kind of get your black market yeast (laughs) sort of thing, czar (laughs) thing going, uh, you know, just kind of cut me in, all right? You're going to have, you're going to have, the the infrastructure. I'll cut you some yeast. You cut me some eggs. Yeah, yeah. Do a little deal. So he needs you know. that strip waffle money. I <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of up against a waffle and another waffle. <laughs> These are pressing like times. A, okay, I'm done. Is that supposed to be like a rock and hard place? But you're just yeah, right, right. I was just trying waffles? to yeah. Like in that scenario, I'm like caramel. Yum. Anyway, so mm. what's your favorite? dessert to cook. Some of them will probably take longer. I think Wait, recently, bake? just because of the um, bang for the buck, time versus, you know, reward, I think that the Bakewell tart is uh, it's a fairly easy thing to make, and I love the almond, and you can change up the jams. I mean, it's, just, it's a simple dessert to make, and it's it lasts a while. I usually cut it up and freeze it, and it's good frozen. Yeah. So probably that. I mean, I, I tend to like the, the carbier, doughier things like that, crust pastries. It used to be donuts, but now, I mean, it's so, did you do donuts in your home? Did you have a deep fryer, or did you do it like oil cook, over the stove? Yeah, we used to cook donuts. My mom would uh, have a big old vat of grease, and we'd, we'd dunk them. We'd, we'd cut them, so you get like the little center, the little Timbit one, then you got the circle. Yeah. We'd dip them, and then we'd put powdered sugar. Just real basic desserts, typically. I didn't even have fancy desserts until, I think, um, went to California, and we had... Uh, they had shops there that had really good pastries. And did you live in California for a little bit, or did you just travel there? I was there for two and a half years. Oh, cool. In the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was going to make a dessert tonight it required puff pastry. And I was going to make puff pastry, but if anybody knows about puff pastry, it's a kind of a, a process. So I kind of gave up on it. But there's a, there's a pastry called a Napoleon, and you use this puff pastry, and you basically layer the puff pastry with uh, pastry cream. And sometimes you put raspberries in it, but it's... It's just a really decadent, Yum. decadent, yummy dessert. I'm trying to think of what dessert I've had puff pastry with, but it's really like light it's a and apple fluffy. Turnovers. And um, and then Napoleon's a good one. Yeah, but <laughs> you can tell because the puff pastry just, just 
dissolves in your mouth. It's yeah. kind of like a filo dough, like the uh, baklava. That's uh, yeah. real light. That's the kind of desserts I'm with. Anything that like kind of melts in your mouth. All the dry desserts, I'm just like meh. I like baklava. I would never make it because it's kind of a process. Yeah, Justin, for your birthday, so Justin would say, "Mom, I want baklava." <laughs> You're really? like, you like, you kind of gave your mom a prison sentence every time your birthday came. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> She probably went out to she's the like, store and bought it. She's like, but that's four weeks of making. Yeah, you, you imagine, like, going out and buying baklava, and then, like, as I'm waking up in the morning, she, like, is <laughs> pretending to put the final layer of phyllo dough on. She, yeah. sets the oven, she sets the oven to warm, and just, like, it's a fan kind of, like, churning out. And I'm smell. like, hmm, fresh baklava. Wow, Mom, you're the best. Uh, Don, do you, have, like, a, do you have a favorite pastry shop in town? Good is, is there one particular, or uh, do you have a when couple? When I first moved here, we can actually walk right downtown, and uh, Glazed and Confused was there. Yeah. And and again, it's kind of like that banana cake. Like, once you've had it, it's, like, too sweet. Yeah. So probably, I, I would say probably Biscotti's, which is another place you can walk from oh, here. Oh, yeah. Biscotti's has a lot, of, right? a lot of neat things yeah. that are not a lot of the French pastries, but definitely good, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had Glazed on the podcast, and did, yeah. it didn't, it wasn't our favorite bakery. Of, of the podcast. What was it? Duns in Canastota? Duns in Canastota, yeah. Which is insane. closed. Yeah. Did you know oh, it's closed? Really? Oh, it's closed too? Yeah. yeah. So, like, how many more places have we, do we have to try that are going to close down before we close Maybe down? you're really bad. Yeah. So, sorry, so. Don. I don't know what's going to close for you. <laughs> I'm not open for business, <laughs> yeah. so you can't shut me down. Time, time will tell what will close. We I'm going to go into work, and they're going to be like, we had to fire Don. I'm like, no, the podcast. <laughs> ruined the it. curse. The Just, curse of snack down. Yeah. Justin chucks his laptop into, <laughs> into, into, the, sea. into the sea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic food. I mean, Delicious. everything. Thank you so much. That was a walk down memory lane for me, too. All the different desserts. Is cooking dessert your favorite, or do you just like cooking in general? I prefer baking, probably, over yeah. cooking, but... It's not cooking dessert, I do right? both. <laughs> See, I do, like, I do, like, zero baking, so I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable on baking at all. Yeah, I don't you, do a that's lot. That's how everyone starts, but it's not, yeah. it's not difficult. Yeah. You gotta want it. I mean, you gotta like desserts enough to make them, and... Mm-hmm. I tend to. So. Do you bake non-desserts? Are you like baking? I don't know what else you bake. Casseroles. Well, there's savory. Like there's versions of like French pastries that instead of using sweet fillings, they use savory fillings. Instead of like a bakewell tart, you could put you know mince meat or some sort and of you, you're, savory. You're a breakfast guy, so oh, yeah. pastries go well with, with breakfast. Yeah. Just like uh, croissant type pastries and that type of thing. My dream is to have a upscale diner. It'll never happen, but it's like, kind of like my dream. It's like. I'd love to start an upscale diner that has, like, really nice diner foods mm-hmm. that are done in, like, a really fancy way. Because usually you go to, like, Stella's and they throw that shit on your plate. It's, like, piled up. Tastes great. But what about, like, a diner that would serve you, like, something really elegant and nice? Yeah, kind, kind of like, of like, like uh, and can, can I put in a request? Yeah. If you do biscuits and gravy, please do it right. <laughs> I've yet to find a good biscuits and gravy biscuits place and gravy? up here. And I'm on, you know, like, uh, big, I'm on the hunt. You know, a big Cracker Barrel guy? Uh... <laughs> That's not done right either. It, it, look, if you're doing biscuits and gravy and part of the instructions are taking the sausage gravy out of a can, <laughs> I'm not happy with Cap that answer. three times. And, yeah, exactly. And warm in the microwave. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and I think, I think Cracker Barrel is still on that list yeah. of, yeah. of doing well, that, of that practice. Diners so. tend to have a, a lower value and you're not going to spend a lot on mm-hmm. But yeah, I, a high-end high end diner would be crazy. Are you talking like small plate, kind of like French cooking? 
Like not so much French. I wouldn't want it to be not necessarily French, but like the way they do small plates. Diners need to be casual, yeah, and approachable, but do it in a way that you know, middle America or like people that are not necessarily looking for French food or people that aren't wanting a five dollar meal. There's a a middle there where people might come in for something. They should care about plating. Yeah, 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 it would be presented very well. You'd have nice (laughs) plates, Mm -hmm. like a nice restaurant. It doesn't take a lot to kind of smarten something up with a a, Mm -hmm. a dusting up powdered sugar. I mean, when you watch a cooking show, one of the main, there's like three categories, and one of them is always plating. Yeah, it is. What what are the other two? Important. Uh, Like taste. Taste And I think creativity. Uh, Okay, okay. I just... I just wanted to see where you're going to go with it. <laughs> it's an art form. It is. It really is. You're creating something. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for putting you on the spot. <laughs> I think those are the three, though. Well, when, they, you, when you're like, well, that's one know. of four. And I'm like, okay. What, what, <laughs> let's go to town. Well, my, uh, a guy I know was on Chopped. Oh, really? And he made a, he got to the second round, and he made something that was really delicious. But it like wasn't creative enough. It was just something like like nostalgic, like you were making. Like it was something he grew up on Long Island. He made this dish. They all said it was like super good, but it wasn't creative enough. So he didn't he didn't move on to the next round. But the other three people all undercooked their chicken, so it wasn't edible. And I'm like, <laughs> so he he made something that was really tasty, but it wasn't creative enough. They couldn't cook anything, but they all moved on. Oh, oh they, really? Yeah. Because he lost that round because they said he was The wasn't. judges got salmonella, but they moved him on anyway. <laughs> yeah. That they're, sounds like a raw they all are like presentation. retching into a bucket while they're, while they're cutting him for creativity. <laughs> him, her, and him. <laughs> and then, sorry, buddy, uh, your creativity just wasn't there. Yeah. They got creative by undercooking their chicken. This is a uh, salmonella <laughs> lemon twist. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait for the twist. Uh, my stomach doesn't feel good. There's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nut. Uh, well, yeah. So thanks for having us out here, Don. Yeah, thank You're you so welcome. much. Thanks uh, for having me. We enjoyed the setting, if, even if you listening didn't like the cars. Oh come on, dude! You, you just gotta. It's <laughs> all about the like spin. The ambience, right? If you passed by Syracuse while we were recording, you probably were on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you we want to timestamp it? Like what time it was? What, what day is this? August sixth. Yeah, August sixth between, between seven sixth. and yeah eight fifteen. Like if you were, I think that was a ser- that, uh, that, I think that was a snack. If you're listening to that song on your radio, <laughs> that was uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> so if you the day this comes out, we will be doing a live event tomorrow. Yes. So this is coming out on the thirteenth, Friday yep. the thirteenth. Yeah, <laughs> it's Love's birthday. Oh wow! Happy birthday, Love! That's a spooky birthday. What? Friday the 13th? Yeah, but it's August, dude. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, this is coming out Friday the 13th, so Friday or Saturday the 14th, we are doing a live event at Barry Day Saturday Club. the 14th. That's yeah. spooky. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the leftover ghosts. <laughs> the leftover. <laughs> the second round draft picks yeah, of the, ghosts. Yeah, the, the slow ghosts that didn't make it for the 13th. <laughs> yeah, so Barry Day Corn, August 14th, 4 to 7, we'll be there hanging out. Yeah. And there's a food truck, Petite Nosh is going to be there, so they're doing brunch uh, brunch items and stuff. So, And if no one shows up, I will be reading out loud the books that Justin has recommended that I <laughs> oh, listen yeah. to that I just never listen to. Uh, oh, we should do a reading. Can you read and we all like sit like kids around? Like, like, I'll read I'll read the first couple chapters of Catch-22 and just roll my damn eyes the, the entire time. That's okay, actually, I'll do the mustache as well. That's actually right off the creek walk, so if anyone knows the creek walk, 
Yeah. Going over towards the mall, you can actually take the creek walk to get to the buried acorn. Oh, wow. Nice. We go by cool. there all the time when we take our The e-bikes. creek walk's great. So if yeah. you come out, grab a beer, talk to us for a little bit, and then go on a walk in the creek. Yeah. But there's like open... Con- oh, in the creek. In the creek. No, not in the creek. <laughs> Tread, bring your... <laughs> so when bring I... Bring your tall boots. When I went on that long bike... <laughs> when I went on that long bike ride with Todd, so I started at Onondaga Lake near my house in Liverpool. Yeah. And we rode all the way down to uh, where Buried Acorn is. It was a long, a long ride. bike ride, yeah. <laughs> your quads were just dying, right? I knew I was there because of the smell from the sewage treatment plant. Did you bike back or did you Uber? Yeah, I had to bike back. <laughs> I had no idea how far we were going. And I'm like... <gasps> and then that was the same week that we did the high, high peaks. Yeah, we did the high peaks. You're a glutton for punishment. Yeah. So, <laughs> so long story short, though, show up to... Uh, Buried Acorn. Know, Buried Acorn. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's tomorrow. I, I will. I, I actually will bring the mustache. Just, sure. just as a joke. Or to return You'll grow a mustache. <laughs> you know, you I'm wearing read, a mask all the time You should read work. the first chapter before... Okay. By that time. No, I'm going to read it there, dude. Oh. I'll read it out loud. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Come to cool. a mustache reading. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll close this out. Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check this episode and others like it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash snackdown and get early day releases episodes and get extra content. Check out our partners at Eat Local New York at eatlocalnewyorkstate.com and they have other podcasts and YouTube content and other stuff, so check them out. And you can give us a call and leave us a funny voicemail at 315-313-5456. We've gotten a couple. We have a couple of voicemails. It's like we kind of broke our dry spell, which was like yeah. a year-long dry spell. So we're going to dig through those in the voicemail pail. We're going to do that kind of... <laughs> Now-ish? We'll save it. <laughs> all right. All right, well, thanks, Don, for having us. You're very welcome. Yeah, yeah thank this you very is all much. very, very good, and my stomach is just very full of <laughs> a lot of sweets. Not your best dinner you've ever had, but... No. Yeah. It could be. It, it actually it, could be. <laughs> it's, uh, it passed the Clams Casino. Yeah. Ooh, I think that person's in fourth gear. <laughs> that was a good sign-off go. for the show. <laughs> and that's us riding off into the sunset on our Harleys. <laughs> Dibs on backseat. <laughs> oh, we're on separate Harleys. Yeah. Okay. Side <laughs> All right. See you. Bye. See you later. Bye. It's like a weird turtle. No. <laughs> Sorry if my audio goes in and out. Justin's looking dodgy as hell right now. (laughs) Um, Like a Cheshire cat. Okay.